Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. Yo, what's good, everybody? This is your boy Jay here with Unfair Sports, where we take a pensive approach to the sports conversation. We've got a fun episode for you all today uh, on the solo episode with just me. We're going to talk through my NBA notes for the uh, playoffs. We're going to talk about the NFL's attempt to go after the NBA, maybe. And then we're also going to dive a little bit into the OU spring game. Going to put a video on that one on the YouTube channel. The videos for the NBA coverage and NFL will be actually on our Instagram account. So make sure you follow us on both. Hit the like and subscribe button and all that jazz. Hit us up on the Unfair Fan Line, 430-901-1906, and uh, answer our question of the week. Leave us a, a, a voicemail. I've got a few of them that we definitely appreciate. I listen to every single one of them. Um, just haven't had the chance to really play them on the show uh, around the question of the week. So answer the question. I'll have another one after the show. I'll tell you the, the, the question for next week. So hit us up, 430-901-1906. Yo, 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 what's good, everybody? Thank you for joining me as usual. It's going to be a fun episode. Let's talk about NBA. I'm going to start with the East and then go right into the West and give some of these opinions on these super hot fire takes. So, of course, the best team in the East is the Miami Heat. I don't care what y'all say. Argue with your mom about it. Tell her what you think in that opinion. I don't care what anybody says because it's 100% the Miami Heat. And Victor Oladipo played for the first time in the playoffs this past game. Looked a little rusty. But if he can contribute with no Kyle Lowry, and then once Kyle Lowry comes back healthy as well, there's absolutely no reason to believe that anybody else can beat this team. Like, they're built for this. They're built for the 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 depth of the playoffs they did well in the bubble just about the same team you add Lowry who is a much better point guard than Gordon Dragic and you add Oladipo who can drop 40 which he did at the end of this past season as long as you got him them healthy enough and he'd be able to contribute I don't see anybody in the East that can beat him I like the Bucks they lost Middleton who's out for two weeks and I don't know how much longer he's going to be out I don't know what to believe when it comes to him being out and thinking that they're going to be able to beat this team. Philly's not going to be able to beat this team. Miami's way too defensively sound for that. They're built different. <laughs> the shooters, Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero, understand that the pressure's not on their back. It's all on Jimmy Buckets. And he dropped, what, another 30-something points in his last game? Let me go pull this up real quick. So this weekend, we had some great basketball. Period. It was just really, really, really good basketball. Yeah, Jimmy put up 36 points in this last game, 10 boards, 4 assists, shot 12 for 21 from the field, and he was at the free throw line, 11 for 12 from the line. That's a big deal. So for me, Miami, is it argue with – you can argue with me. Please leave a comment in this Instagram video and let me know what makes you think anybody's going to beat Miami. I would love to hear 
your argument for Milwaukee, Philadelphia, um, let me see who's that. Who else is that? Milwaukee, Philadelphia, and well, Boston. Boston is a challenger. I don't think they beat them though. I just don't think. I think defensively, Miami's better. I think Jimmy Butler's better than Jason Tatum, even though I think Jason Tatum's a star, superstar status. I think Jimmy's better. So give me your best argument for who's going to beat Miami out the East. It's probably Boston, and I kind of want to hear the argument on that. Oh, yeah, you can't use the last year thing with Milwaukee. Milwaukee got beat up by them in 2020 at the bubble. The next year, Miami did not really get a break because they made it to the finals. Jimmy was by himself. And they were beat. All the teams that made it really deep in the playoffs. Actually, all the teams that got eliminated early in the playoffs in the bubble did really good the next season. Go look, go back and look at that. Boston did really good. So did Philly. So did Milwaukee. They all got eliminated in the first round or second round. When they started going deeper and deeper in the playoffs, that's when you started to see teams fall apart, especially going into it. Hell, New York and Atlanta made the playoffs with ease after the bubble. And then we saw what they were the next year. I'm just saying, pay attention to that. Philly's going to run through Toronto. I don't feel like Toronto has a chance of actually closing anything out. I actually don't feel like Toronto is that great of a team. They're just not. They're not there. They don't have the star. Pascal Siakam is getting there, and Van Vliet's a good they – need a, they need a third. They need a third that's going to be able to take over a game if needed. I love uh, OG Ananobi, but he's not it yet. It's going to take some time for Toronto to build their team. And so with Philly, their biggest problem is Embiid has that ligament injury that's going to require surgery. He's not going to be able to, he's going to finish the playoffs, but once that's done, he's going to have surgery. That's going to be a hindrance to them going deeper into the playoffs. Maxi is stepping up. One of the young guys that are showing themselves, which I really appreciate. But I don't know if Maxi or Harden's going to be able to lead this team on their own without really Embiid being 100%. We'll see. We'll see what it looks like later, but I'm just going to say this right now. I think Philly does make it out of this one. I don't see uh, Philly winning. I don't think I don't think Philly goes past the second round. Let's just put it like that. I think Boston's better. I think that Miami's better. And I like Philly. I just don't think that they're it. Just saying. On that note. The Bucks. I think they're going to miss Middleton. I think I miss them a lot. When they get into the next round. That to me is kind of a bigger deal in comparison to what's going on in Philly with Embiid. Embiid's still able to play. Middleton's not. That's what a knee injury. That's concerning for me. They go up against Boston. Boston's going to knock them out. I think Boston makes it to the Eastern Conference Finals. Miami has an easy shot because the only team they got to deal with is Philly and Embiid's hurt. I think Bam Adebayo can defend Joel Embiid, no problem in this circumstance. Only because he's injured. So Milwaukee, they'll get through Chicago. They've got to figure out who's going to be the next piece to pick up Middleton slack. They're, of course, beating up on Chicago because Chicago is just depleted and it's just kind of where they're at. 
I think they're more of a complete. They're one of the most complete teams in left in the playoffs in the East, but I don't think that they're the best. I think that that goes to Miami still. But Milwaukee will definitely give Boston a run for their money. The biggest problem that they're going to have is they're going to need an additional score. And I think with Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum being healthy, knock on wood that they maintain that, their team is just, their unit seems like they're gelled enough to get them into the Eastern Conference Finals. So we'll see what they look like going into it. Now let's talk about these, let's put these jokes out. You know I got these jokes off. Because what in the hell is going on in, in, in Brooklyn? So we talked about this on the last show with Jimmy that I felt like it's we're in a scenario where it's probably time to go ahead and just let Steve Nash go. It's not going to work long term. And I stand by that. I don't think that he's good enough. I'm not even going to say schematically anymore. Adjustments. Coaches have been defending him like crazy about the way he does things. I think the problem is he just can't manage the guys. Guys that he have, they cannot manage, and that happens. It's okay. Stan Van Cundy was a guy that couldn't manage that Miami team. He goes away. Pat Riley walks in there, boom, they win a championship. And it's not that Stan Van Gundy's bad. It's just that that personality set just wasn't him. It it just wasn't a good fit. And with Nash not having experience, he ain't played Aldridge, and he just played Blake Griffin, who looked gassed the entire time. What the hell were y'all doing with him before? To prepare for this, it doesn't make any sense to me to what the hell's going on in Brooklyn. And then add to that factor, you've got two guys on your team that's trying to find their way not to play the game. You got Kyrie Irving, who loves basketball. He's a hooper's hooper, but has no problem with taking personal days and being not playing the game. It doesn't feel like he ever wants to be there. There's a video of him walking in the locker room like looking like everybody else looks when they get out of their car at the parking lot at the job like, what the hell? I got to go do this today. I just don't feel like it. And granted, he's probably just exhausted because he's fasting for Ramadan. And I totally would get that. But, bro, your body language has looked terrible this entire series. You look like you're just gassed and you're just tired of being there. Your team, Kevin Durant's, Kevin Durant is out there playing. I don't think he's – he's not 100%. I don't care what nobody tries to say. He's at most 70. You also remember with him, he's spent most of his time in Brooklyn on the injured list. Like, what do you expect? Kyrie's played 87 games since 2019. 87. They played 73 last year. 82 this year, and what, 50-something in 2020? Dude just don't want to play, it seems like. We all know how he gets out of it. And then you add Ben Simmons in the piece. He's supposed to be playing tonight. So I'm recording this on Monday night, probably be up Tuesday morning before I go to work. Ben was supposed to play today. He woke up with back soreness on Saturday and said that he ain't playing. He don't want to play. So you traded for a guy that does not want to play basketball at this time. Like I, it, It's crazy to me that he wouldn't even give it a go. Now, this is the thing that's bad about it for them, and this is the bad thing for, for Steve Nash. I don't think he'll be able to manage these personalities next year, even if Ben Simmons is healthy, is that, well, one, they ain't got no chance in this series anyway, so 
playing Simmons almost doesn't make any sense, but we want to see him play. We want to see if he could be the piece that's missing between Kyrie and Kevin. And on top of that, defending, because they have no wing defender. Like, they have no defense whatsoever. That's one of the biggest problems. They ain't got no defense. So we want to see if he can be that. I don't know if he can. We'll find out, right? But then the dude just keeps bringing attention to himself. I think that's the only thing that's ever bothered me with Ben Simmons and all of this stuff is he keeps bringing attention to himself. And what do I mean? If you're watching the games, look on the bench. I swear to God, he looks like a character from Sin City, a dame to die for, dame to kill for, my bad. Where it's all black and white and you got these random people in color or random scenes. Like Goldie with the gold hair. Old girl, Eva Green, had like a blue dress on. But she's in black and white. That's legitimately what he looks like. He looks like a character off of a black and white comic or TV show where they add color to just one person. And he's wearing the most flamboyant, bright shit possible. Excuse my French, but it doesn't make any sense. Why are you wearing this bright, these bright colors on the bench and everybody else is wearing black? He literally stands. He looks like he's purposely being highlighted by the NBA in every single scene that they show of that bench. That's what he looks like. I feel like he's seeking attention. And I feel like that should be a problem. That's a problem for Brooklyn. If you have a guy like him who is seeking attention, why are you seeking attention, my guy? Why? Makes no sense. Why are you seeking attention? You should be doing as much as possible to get the tension off yourself. And so if your team wears black and white, what should you do? Wear like black or dark gray. Be Batman. Only operate in black or very, very dark gray. That way nobody's looking at you. You're just drawing all this attention to yourself to where you're going to be criticized and you're getting ripped up right now by everybody. Now, you may not care what public opinion is about you, but I feel like you do. Because that's the reason why you wanted out of Philly. I feel like you care. And to me, if you truly care, bro, stop getting attention on yourself. Stop sticking out. That's just me. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details. On to the West. I'm concerned for the Suns without Devin Booker. I'm about to go do some research and see. But I kind of got a feeling that um, Scott Foster might be refing the last uh, two of the last three games. And if Scott Foster is refing two of the last three games, guess what's going to happen? They going to lose. We can go ahead and just confirm it now and just say it. The Suns will be eliminated from the playoffs. Scott Foster is refing those final games. Period. 
because Chris Paul ain't won a game against that dude. Now, I've had a few people make mention of that and ask the question if the NBA needs to look at that, and I agree they probably should. I feel like if you put Scott Foster in the game against Chris Paul, you're doing that on purpose at this point. At least that's what it feels like. Somebody needs to go call Alan Silver, be like, hey, man, every time you put Foster in here, Chris Paul loses. Feels like something that like Tim Donahue would, would, would be prepared for so he can go throw a bet on the game. Yeah, I got to do something about that. And I heard that he got a, he got a documentary coming out pretty soon, which is going to be wild on Netflix, and he's a part of it. Oh, boy, the NBA's not going to like that. I don't think the Pelicans win, but the Pelicans do have a chance if Devin Booker's out for this long. Because of that, oof. I mean, Pelicans are tied series, 2-2. Now it's a best of three. Just be careful. There was a video of, um, of, of Brandon Ingram telling Chris Paul, we can, we can take this out back if you want. He's from Kingston, North Carolina. I, I've been hearing a lot about them. That's where Jerry Stackhouse is from. I'd be concerned if I was Chris Paul. I mean, I don't, he, he has no back down in him, but at the same time, it's not a dude I want to fight at all. This Golden State-Denver series. I like that Denver was able to extend us and give us one more game out of this. Denver, you're done. You're going to lose. Lose it in, four, in five. And I'm fine with that. Jokic is out there by himself. He kind of got a little bit of help on the bench. Looked at the plus minuses on it. Looked at the bench had all the plus minuses, but Jokic put up some numbers. Something that he hasn't done all series. He went out there, what was he dropped? Uh, is it 37? 36? 37, 14 or 21 from the field. Looked like the old self. Didn't have a triple-double, which I thought he would have, but he put up the numbers that he needed to put up. So he he willed his 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 team to a win. Even though it's plus-minus, they basically negative two with him on the court, and the bench finally stepped up. The bench is young, though. That's why most vets don't like young players is because young players don't help you win like that. You know what I'm saying? If you truly think about it, go look. Jordan Poole's an anomaly, even though Jordan Poole did play in the G League, like what, this year and last? Last year at least. They still got a team full of veterans who run things, and he's got a young guy contributing at this moment, and he's not a rookie. He's been in the league for a few years. So that's a difference maker when you have that. Like, Jokic would love to have Murray and Michael Porter Jr. because they would be able to contribute at a at the right level. But he ain't got that. And Aaron Gordon ain't that dude. We've seen that. We've learned it. we synced it. We know it. He ain't that dude. It's what it is. So, yeah, I'm kind of curious to see where how much further this goes, but I think this series is basically done. It's basically done. Now, this weekend, though, Dim Jazz gave us a game, tied the series, best of three now. Can they pull this out? Luka makes his return, and what happens? They lose. Kind of wish they didn't play Luka in this game because I really would have liked Utah to go ahead and be down 3-1 and we can get this bad boy over with. Utah, stop giving us hope. Stop giving the Jazz fans hope. Stop lying to them to their face, telling them that you're done. You're not going to go out drinking and partying and acting up. You're not going to do that anymore. You're not going to be uh, cheating on them anymore. Stop doing that. Break it up. We're done. We should be done at least. Because the way this bad boy looks, yeah, guy, y'all done. This team is going to have to break up. If y'all want to win, Donovan Mitchell's going to leave anyway as a free agent. Uh, let's see, what's his contract look like? 
Mitchell's going to leave. Rudy Gobert is definitely going to have to be traded. I don't know who's going to trade for him because I'm going to keep it a buck. Who who wants Rudy? Who thinks they can use him? I don't know. But, I mean, Donovan Mitchell, I mean, he's got, what, one, two, three. He's got four years left. He may not uh, stick around after this contract. I like this. He's going to opt out that 2025-26 year anyway, and he's probably going to leave. And to be honest, I think Jazz fans are going to be okay with that. I actually feel like Jazz fans are ready for him to be gone now because y'all have turned on him like crazy. Y'all have really turned on Donovan Mitchell. And it's mainly because he can't play defense. He's really bad at that. I get it. He is. He's bad at defense. And Gobert is basically on an island, and then everybody hawks him. Immediately, they hawk him. They go straight after him, take him off the pick and roll, and go score. Guys want to dunk on him so bad. Like, if I feel like players in the league hate him, like they really hate him. They act like they just want to dunk on his head every single time. It's fascinating to see. But what exactly is Utah going to do to win this series? Now, Dallas, they have no excuse not to be not to win this. I mean, they, they, they're overall the better team. Jalen Bronson has proven himself as somebody special. He's going to get a nice contract this summer. I don't know who's going to sign him, but he's going to get a contract this summer. Dallas got to figure out a way to keep him because he's a guaranteed bucket. He's somebody that's actually going to give them something they've been needing. Spencer Dinwiddie's been meh to me just enough, but we've got to do something. Luka's back out there, and they shouldn't have lost that game, though. That's the problem is that Dallas gave that game away, and it could cost them a series. It could. And this is the bad part, is that if Dallas loses this series, Utah's going to make it to the Eastern, uh, Western Conference Finals. The Suns are not going to beat them, especially with Devin Booker out. Unless they get Booker back, Phoenix will lose that series. You heard it from me. And I'm not saying that Utah's better. It's just going to be a weird setup where Phoenix will lose that series if Booker's not back and Utah somehow beats Dallas. Because I'm also concerned right now about them losing to the Pelicans, but that's neither here nor there. Luka makes his return for assists for turnovers, 30 points, 11 for 21 from the field. It's mm, a lot of shooting. 10 boards. Need to get him to get to the line more. But Jordan Clarkson is the dude. He led the team in points, 25 points in that game. What the hell happened to Donovan Mitchell? Tell y'all, man. Y'all have turned, Jazz fans have turned on him so much. He's not going to want to come back. I'm just saying that. Now, the best series in the West is 100% this Grizzly and Wolves one. Whoever wins this series is going to get their, get blown out by the Warriors. The Warriors will sweep whoever wins this series. And that's no shade to either team. It's more of a youth versus veteran presence. Golden State will be prepared for them. They're going to beat them. But it's going to be fun. Like, this series is so much fun. Like, that last game, Timberwolves won at Cat. Carlton Towns finally showed up, showed the bigness of himself, asked for the ball, took it down there, and got the, got the points. Should he be seeing more of that from him? I don't think that's him, though. I don't think he's going to give us more of that. I would love it. Then Anthony Edwards gets hurt, comes back, and still plays. Question is, how is he? Yeah, he's not 100% now. We know that. I'm going to give him about 85, 90. We'll see. He may even be lower than that. But I'll tell you this. 
He was hooping, hooping, had me all extra excited. So ready to watch this game on Tuesday night. I'll be watching that here. As you can see, I'm in my hotel because I'm out of town. I'm going to be watching the hell out of that game because that's going to be the one that I care the most about. And so with that, it's East and the West. Let's talk about the NFL. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details. So the NFL is looking to take a take over Christmas Day. Nah, I'm kidding. But a report did come out recently from John uh, John Breach, who is with CBS Sports. He's an NFL writer. He put out that the NFL is planning. He says NFL is going to try and take over Christmas this year. The league is playing a December 25th triple header for the first time ever. So a lot of people are like, oh, man, the NBA is in trouble. Blah, blah, blah. This is going to happen. The NBA needs to figure out what they're going to do. Um, nah, I think that's the one thing that a lot of people don't realize in all of this is that um, this happens every five to six years. Traditionally, the NFL always has two games on Christmas Day when Christmas falls on a Sunday. And they have all of their, their in the NFL games on Saturday. If the NFL wanted to take Christmas, they would be playing their games on Sunday. All of them. Every single game. They would have half of them in the morning, half in the afternoon, and a doubleheader for Sunday night. That's how you take over Christmas. That's how you stick it to the NBA. That's how you slap them in the face. But they're not. They're going to do three games. Triple header. Well, the NBA has their five games. So, yeah, we'll be busy watching a lot of sports, enjoying a lot of time. But you got to think about it. When it comes to Christmas, let me ask y'all this and be honest with me. What do y'all really do on Christmas? Because for me, I think about me and my family. What we've always done, we'll probably go to two houses and we'll eat and do nothing else. For me, I'm usually cooking during the first two games. That's my background noise while cooking because it's always the first game's horrible. It's a game team that nobody gives a bleep about. Second game is uh, almost. Third game's prime. So is the fourth. And then your fifth game is your West Coast. So those two and three games, well, actually, yeah, two, three, and four are traditionally the ones I only ones I really care about. I care about. Pay attention to. That's usually dinner time, nap for the first half of that. That, uh, that one of those games, wake up, eat dinner, eat that between the third and fourth game, and you get ready for bed and try to stay awake and watch that fifth game, depending on when Christmas falls. Because if Christmas falls on a Friday, I'll stay up for it. Or on Saturday, I'll stay up for it. And it's on Sunday this year, so I'll probably stay up for it this year as well. If it's on Friday, Saturday, or Sunday for Christmas, I'll stay up for that last game because on I'm off that Monday. If I'm off the next day, I'll stay up and watch it, and I'll just sleep in. So the NFL is not taking it over, but it's 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 smart that they're going to go ahead and go for a triple header. They're going to take some eyeballs from the NBA because they're king. 
But they do this every so many years. So this is kind of that situation where the NBA has to prepare themselves for the fact that the NFL is going to intrude on them. Plus, it's a, since it's around Christmas time, it's going to be really cold at a lot of the stadiums, especially up north. They're going to make sure to plan those games to be somewhere in the south, unless they want to play them in the snow. Because that's actually when winter hits. That's like the difference maker for why the NBA can be successful with Christmas. It's an indoor game. In the beginning of the really, really cold part of the year. Like Thanksgiving is the same thing for me. Thanksgiving, I'm sitting in front of a television. I could, I wouldn't mind going to a game for Christmas because I don't do much for Christmas. It's wake up, open presents, and then what? I would go to a game on Christmas Day. When the Thunder would have them, when Russ and KD and all was here, I didn't get a chance to go, but I wanted to. I actually made plans at one point, but I commute between two cities whenever I do my visits and stuff for the holidays. So, Except usually with my family in Tulsa, but yeah, it the NFL's not no, they're not going after the NBA in this. They're just adding more to their plate. If they were, like I said, if they were going after the NBA in this scenario, instead of having their Saturday slates, they'd have Sunday. Put the two, put the triple header on a Saturday, and then put every game on Sunday on Christmas Day, or put every game on Christmas Day. Because remember, last year did the same thing. Christmas was what on a Saturday. They had two games. And the NBA had their games too. So anytime these games are on the weekend, you'll have the NFL give a couple games because that's the one thing the NBA does have that advantage of is that they're not outside in the cold. They are inside, climate controlled, and at the same time, it's only eighteen to 20,000 people compared to 60-something thousand people at these stadiums. So... I like it. I love the idea of having more football on Christmas Day. I can just have two TVs going now because with the NBAs, it's all together because since, since they're all back to back to back to back, there's no overlap. So you're only stuck on one. Adding that NFL. So if it's an NBA game, it's a blowout. I can go watch that football game. If the football game is a blowout, I can watch the NBA game. Or I can just have them on two screens, which is what I actually plan on doing. I'll put a second screen right underneath my big screen and let that be like whichever game is not really producing much. It's going to be on the bottom one. It's going to be a good time. Good job, NFL. You uh, definitely won my attention on that one. Oh, man. I do appreciate y'all checking me out here. Solo edition. Jimmy, uh, you can join. I had some come up Sunday that we were supposed to record then and recorded today instead. But appreciate y'all pulling up. Uh, Question of the week. What's the most ridiculous fit you've seen somebody wear? And what was the best jokes that came from it? So please hit us up, 430-901-1906, and let us know about that. So for Mike, Bob, and Wendy, thank you so much for doing your thing and helping your boy out on the, the remote side. For uh, Jimmy, we will uh, probably have another show later, as this was uh, definitely fun doing all this on the solo on the road. Thanks for hitting us up on FR Sports. And... Um, Go to YouTube. You'll see my recap on the OU spring game. I'm not going to add it to the pod. Decided to throw that on the YouTube channel. Need to get more views there anyway. So with that, we'll chop it up with y'all in a few days. Peace. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. 
Cox Internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home Internet. Cox is the real home Internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details.